Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the first reading from this weekend's scripture readings, the first reading is probably the most perplexed and challenging story in the entire Bible. This story of Abraham and Isaac has perplexed and confounded scripture scholars for centuries on end. Notice how it begins. God put Abraham to the test. He called out to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son Isaac, your only son whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you will offer him up as a sacrifice on a height that I will point out to you. Well, Isaac is the son of Sarah and Abraham, their only son. He is a gift from God. In fact, he's an instrumental piece in the covenant that God has with Abraham. Remember the story? Abraham pledges faith, fidelity to God. And God, in return, out of fidelity to Abraham, he pledges a son that Sarah and Abraham cannot have on their own. You know, there's that also, that great story in Genesis. The three men suddenly appear to Abraham and Sarah out of nowhere. Well, Abraham and Sarah then go into this frenzied pace of hospitality. They make sure that the three men are resting comfortably and they make this great meal for them. The men eat the meal and then they leave. And as they're leaving, one of them turns to Abraham and he says, We will come back in a year and your wife will be pregnant. Well, upon hearing that, Sarah bursts out in this loud roar of laughter. Why? Because she and Abraham are in their 90s. And yet it comes true. In fact, they named the child Isaac which in Hebrew means God laughs. Now, this story is a prefigurement of the doctrine of our Holy Trinity. And yet, Isaac is a very special child. He was specially conceived by the help of God. And through him, Abraham would become the father of many nations. As it says, God says to Abraham, I will bless you abundantly. And make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashores. And so it all can happen and must happen through Isaac. And yet, God wants him back. You could say Isaac was the most beloved son of Sarah and Abraham. He was a true gift from God. And now God wants that gift back. Worse yet, to add insult to injury, God tells Abraham that he himself must perform the sacrifice. No one else but Abraham. Now, we can only imagine the anguish and the despair upon hearing this. We can only imagine the questions that rose inside of Abraham. How could God do this? Why is he doing this? You know, what makes sense of this? Why would God demand such a thing? In fact, he wants Abraham to kill his own son which defies God's 
commandment, thou shalt not kill. See, all these questions are rising or resonating within Abraham's heart. Now, we don't hear it in the first reading from the scripture readings at Mass, but if you go into the book of Genesis, you hear in detail that journey that Isaac and Abraham alone take to Mount Moriah, where the sacrifice must take place. It's a three-day journey, and Abraham and Isaac, they take this journey. Now, I can only imagine Abraham wrought with anxiety and sadness. On this journey, Abraham and Isaac, they walk and they talk and they camp out together. All the while, Abraham is fully aware what must happen once they reach their destination. Meanwhile, Isaac is completely oblivious to what's going on. He trusts and believes in his dad. He trusts and believes that they are going to sacrifice an animal, as they have done in the past, as a spiritual offering to God. Isaac doesn't even suspect that he himself will be the object of the sacrifice. Well, they finally get to Mount Moriah, and as part of the ritual, they have to construct an altar. So they begin to search for wood. They finally find enough wood to build an altar, and it's interesting. Abraham puts all the wood on Isaac's shoulders, and then they begin to climb up to the mountain. It's interesting. Isaac is carrying the very instrument of his own self-destruction up the mountain. You know, it's amazing how this story is so parallel with the story of Jesus Christ in his passion and death. Jesus, too, carries wood, carries wood on his shoulder, just like Isaac. It is the instrument of his own self-destruction, the cross. Now, there's that gut-wrenching scene in which As they're making their way up the mountain, Isaac turns to his father and he says, Father, where is the animal that we are to sacrifice? And Abraham looks at Isaac and he says, God will provide. God will provide. Well, finally, the story reaches its apex or climax. They finally construct the altar and Abraham then binds Isaac's hands and feet and he lays them across the altar He takes out his knife and is prepared to kill Isaac. Suddenly, an angel quickly catches Abraham's arm and prevents him from carrying out the sacrifice. God now sees how great Abraham's faith is, and he rewards him for it. Now, what are we to make of this? Well, I think it's a powerful lesson, and it's a lesson that really runs through all of the Bible, both the New Testament as well as the Old Testament. And the lesson is this, if you want your faith to grow, if you want your spiritual life to be enriched, give it away. By the very measure in which you give it away, your faith will increase or become stronger. Look at Abraham. You know, his faith became stronger or greater because he was willing to give away his only son to God. Well, the same thing holds true for us. If you see that throughout sacred scripture, you see that people giving their lives away and what happens? Their faith life, their spiritual life is enriched, becomes stronger. I'll give you another great example, a real life example. In our parishes, our teenage kids go on mission trip every summer for about a week or so. Now they go all over our country to underserved areas to help the poor. Now what do they do? They give themselves away. 
They build houses, they paint, they clean, they teach or catechize kids. And what happens? God takes everything that these kids give away themselves. He blesses them and he strengthens them. And then he gives it back to the kids. So that when the kids come back from their mission trip, they return inspired, spiritually energized. Their faith is strengthened. Well, see, that's the lesson that we're learning here from Abraham's story. Our faith life will grow. Our spiritual life will be strengthened by the very measure in which we give it away in service to God and others in this world. I'll give you another example. Look at your parish. Look at the countless volunteers that help support the parish, whether it's money counters, people in the choir, catechists and faith formation. They give their lives away in service to God. Many of them will tell you they get out of it more than they put into it. And see, their faith becomes stronger because of that. They gave themselves away. They gave their will and their intellect. They gave their, their time and their talent and their prayer and their treasure away. And what happens? God takes it, he blesses it, strengthens it, and then he gives it back to us. So their faith life becomes stronger. Where does this really reach its perfection? Well, in the gospel story. In the gospel for this weekend, we hear the story of the transfiguration. Now, ironically enough, Jesus and his apostles, they're climbing up a mountain themselves. And in doing so, Jesus is transfigured before them. Heaven and earth unite in a most powerful way. And the light of heaven breaks into our world and illuminates Jesus. And it gives us the hope and the reassurance that there is a world waiting for us, a world that is far, far greater than this world. And therefore, it awaits us all. More importantly, it also reinforces this basic biblical lesson that our faith will increase by the very measure we give it away in service to God. Look at Jesus. In his passion and death, he literally gives himself away. And what happens? We all benefit by it. We are all saved. Again, notice the parallel between Abraham and Isaac's story and the story of Christ in his passion and death. Abraham and Isaac, they have to climb a mountain in order for the sacrifice to, be, to take place. Jesus, too, climbs a mountain, in this case, Mount Calvary, in order for the sacrifice to take place. Now, the only difference between the two stories is God prevents Abraham from carrying through with the sacrifice. But in Jesus' turn, it's not true. Instead, God the Father carries forth the sacrifice. Jesus truly dies on the cross in order to save us. So what must we do? Well, we must imitate, you know, the lesson here, the lesson that Abraham and Jesus and all the saints are trying to teach us. We have to give ourselves away. By the very measure we give ourselves away, our faith, our spiritual life is enriched. We must hold nothing back. Give away our prayer, our talent, our skills, our ability, our treasure, our will, and our intellect. Give all that away. God will take it, bless it, strengthen it, and then give it back to us, such that our faith, our spiritual life, becomes stronger and stronger. The beautiful part of this is not only are we individually strengthened by it, but our faith community also benefits by it. Every time we practice stewardship, we give ourselves away, 
our entire faith community benefits by it. And see, that's the beauty of this lesson. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.